This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. I'm Hagar Osri, a qualified chef with 20 years experience in the health food industry. Over the next half hour, we'll discuss how to eat in a way that is healthy for you and the planet. Interviews, featured recipes, cafe reviews, food politics, your questions and more. Welcome to Sustainable Gastronomy. This program is brought to you with the help of a DCC Waste Minimization Grant, supporting love food, hate waste. Hello everybody and thank you for um, tuning in. This morning I'm welcoming Catherine Gladil from uh, Dunedin City Council uh, Waste Minimization yeah, waste, waste and environmental solutions. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> Hello, Catherine, and thank you for coming in. Oh, kia ora, and thank you for inviting me. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for the um, the grant that the DCC has uh, allowed me to to have to to finance our little show, and um, we're championing championing um, you know waste minimization in the show now, and I try and do a little bit of of, of talk about that every every show um, to start with, just giving people ideas and encouraging people to minimize their waste yeah and and food waste uh is is sadly um quite prevalent in new zealand so um i think that's something we'll probably end up talking about today Mm. um particularly and of course the the show being uh partially well funded by uh, a waste minimization grant which you were able to successfully apply for and yeah. obtain from us was was wonderful um and uh, uh the little sound bite obviously introduces the idea of love food hate waste which mm. is a national campaign uh it's focused on um household food waste commercial food waste is something quite different mm. so you know food waste from supermarkets restaurants etc but for for us uh, the love food hate waste campaign which which Dunedin City Council is a supporter of um, is about that avoidable food that is ending up at landfill so the loaf of bread that's been left out it's gone mouldy and it could have been eaten Mm. It's uh, and the limp vegetables that are left to rot in the back of the fridge. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that could be put into a soup or something. Mm. You know, they might look limp, but there's still there's still some nutrition value there. They yeah. don't have to go in the rubbish, yeah. or even the compost. You mm. know, they don't have to to uh, end their life there. Mm. And I think what people don't see or realize because they don't see is the amount of energy that it takes to produce those vegetables, mm. the, the amount of water, the actual physical energy behind it, the logistics of getting it to the place where you buy it from. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it can take months through that growing process through then to the, uh, to the supermarket. And it's gone in a flash if it ends up in the rubbish bin. Yeah, that's right. And also the meals that we dish out, say, to our children or even ourselves. So, oh, I don't actually feel like eating that and just throw that out without a thought. You know, the old saying of saying, children in Africa would have loved to have that. Or <laughs> That's right. There's somebody starving mm, somewhere in the world. Yeah, that's we, right. We take, we take our... Um, uh, 
you know, uh, uh, how would you say it? Abundance in um, granted for granted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I often say I do a lot of uh, interest group talks. Um, and we will touch on food waste because it's something that's very close to my heart. I, I, it disturbs me <laughs> in my own household. If 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 we're, we're pretty good, to be fair, but mm. uh, even the smallest amount of food waste upsets me. Yeah, because I understand the repercussions and I understand also what's gone into production of that. Okay. Um, so so yeah. food waste is is minimal, but. Um, Sadly, um, I've, I've actually got some statistics here. If you're interested oh, to know, yes, yes, on a national basis, how how New Zealand fares. Um, so this is kind of a, a, a two stage uh, data, if you like, because back in I think it was 2014, 2015, there was some serious research done across the country. So surveys to collect information about food waste. Um, and I will stress at this point, this is about avoidable food waste, so food that could have been eaten. It's just been allowed to to rot or, mm. or mould uh, to the point where it's inedible. Mm. Um, or not in some cases. Mm. I might say that too, you know, stuff mm. that's being uh, thrown that could actually have been eaten straight away, you know. Mm. Um, but back in 2014-15, there were a series of um, audits conducted across the country. So, so people were actually engaged to rummage through people's waste bins, extract the food to determine whether it could have been avoided or not. Mm. Um, uh, And then also families uh, volunteered or were asked to, if they would like to contribute by um, uh, keeping kitchen diaries. Mm. So every day, daily understanding what food they were Using and what was being disposed of, mm. um, and and a series of other things too. So from that, they were able to gather um, some information. Um, and at that point, uh, we were looking at I think it was about eight hundred and seventy-five million dollars worth of food going to landfill across New Zealand that could have been eaten. Oh gosh, that's hard to fathom. It is one hundred and twenty-five thousand ton. So um, clearly, big issue. But this is not New Zealand isn't alone in this. Mm. The rest of the world has the same issues. Um, so from that, uh, the group who were co- coordinating this, uh, it's a group called Waste Men's, who are kind of our waste industry body, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, they rallied together councils across New Zealand, um, and to date, there are. Um, uh, it's a collaborative approach and a supporting approach from 59 councils, including us. Um, and we inv- uh, embarked on a campaign. We adopted what is now called the Love Food Hate Waste New Zealand campaign, um, which we were able to buy the rights for from Love Food Hate Waste mm. uh, in the United Kingdom, which has been very successful and been mm. going for a number of years. Mm. Um so since then, this if you go to the website, um, which I don't have quite in front of me, but it's, it's just a love food hate waste. Of the website, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. love food hate waste New Zealand because there's a number of iterations oh, okay. across the world. Yeah. So if you attribute to New Zealand, then you've got mm-hmm. local content, um, and that will provide information about the issue, about what things we can all do in our homes to to avoid that food waste from happening mm-hmm. um, so a bit of planning uh, you know mm-hmm. writing shopping lists uh, but definitely meal planning and you, you touched on the the children thing um, 
it seems that the the, the high volume food wasters tend to be the the younger people in the family, yeah. uh, and then those that are sort of sixteen to twenty four, mm. who seem to have lost the ability to cook. <laughs> Yeah. That was something that came out of the research. So it's mm. it's really interesting. Um, but since then, uh, another uh, analysis bit has been done. So that was 2018, so maybe three years later. And what's really interesting is is that those numbers have actually increased. Oh, so God. However, <laughs> however, no, but, the, it's, but it's interesting. In fact, there has been a reduction. It's just that New Zealand's uh, population has increased by uh, 15% okay. in that time. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> There's some good news in those bad there, news. There is some a good news. Yeah. So, um, and there, were quite a, there was quite a high percentage of people that knew, at the very least knew or had heard of the Love Food Hate West campaign. Yeah. And of those, there was an, a, a percentage of people who had managed to reduce their food waste yeah. in their homes. So, and I, if you just bear with me a moment, I'll be able to bring up that that statistic. But, um, but on average, uh, the weekly amount of food that was being disposed of in 2014-15 in in a household was 3.17 kilograms, and that was reduced to 3.15. Uh, kilograms so okay. not little, significant but when you add it up mm. it was significant it was relatively significant for a nation mm. uh, but for those that really um worked really hard on mm. it uh, we were looking at numbers less than 1.87 kilo mm, great um however the the unfortunate news is of course the the high food wasters uh, are still disposing of some of them up to 22 kilo a week that's unbelievable. That's really hard to imagine, but yep, yep, that's happening. It, it's colossal, isn't it? When mm. you th- it is that you say uh, hard to imagine. Mm. So, so the actual average is um, sort of you know around about that four kilo mark. Mm. So, mm. okay. Yeah. Um, do we? Do you want to go on to solutions, or should we keep talking about depressing <laughs> data? <laughs> well, I think. Um, Solutions and, and actually, it's funny because this this program is is part of the solution. Mm, that's right. It really is because um, you know you as a chef, a cook, a a blogger, a food writer can can help towards this this mission of of of, of reducing the the food waste and actually. You know, feeding people, getting food to people that, you know, if we're going to waste it, then, you know, please divert it Mm. or rather than waste it, divert it if you can or or at the very least, um, you know, plan your week of your meals. But, um, you know, the idea of promoting root to stalk eating, Mm. so the, the broccoli uh, stem the stalk, you know, yeah. and mm. you would know mm. all about this. <laughs> yeah, um, is it? And this is something that uh, irks my family a little bit, but um, they've got used to it. Is that I never peel potatoes or carrots no, or anything? Of course not. Yeah. All the nutrition is in the skin. Absolutely, mm. but we've been conditioned. Mm. That's right. All our lives to do this. Yeah. So we need to reprogram and re-educate our young, and also learn to cook, as you said. My goodness, yes. Um, learning to cook. To cook from an early age but it comes from the family culture and in the home cooking culture mm-hmm. and and start you know sitting at the table and not have tv dinners and Absolutely. and really take the attention and love in the kitchen to the yeah back into the kitchen mm. the respect for food 
let's yeah. let's just try and regain that. Mm, yeah. Um, is there yeah. much in, in our programs um, from the councils that are touching on, on, on that? There's ideas in the on the website there are um, ways to manage your fridge yes. and um, ways you know of cooking leftovers and and um, mm-hmm. bringing saggy food back to life. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the saggy food back to life, the the the, the bit of bread that started to go stale that in fact you can you know put a bit of moisture back into it. I think there's a a microwave trick you can do there uh, to freshen it again. Yeah. Um or use it for something else. But but you know making better use of your fridge and your freezer. Um and uh um you know tips like keeping bananas separate from other fruit because they will quickly ripen everything else and i've i've learned that over the years <laughs> um and um in fact i've actually today i've brought in some little giveaways for the show actually uh, mm. which are from love food hate waste so maybe some of your listeners in coming weeks might be able to email in some of their tips as yeah. well for reducing yeah. food waste. So, mm. um, Hagar, you've got some nice little giveaways here. We've got a a, uh, a meal planner for the fridge, so mm. you can you know determine what you're going to be eating for the next week, mm. and then from that write your shopping list. Yeah, because shopping lists are key. Mm. <laughs> Otherwise, we tend to overspend or over over purchase, don't we? Yeah, we've got these great little reusable labels here. Ah, eat me first. Yeah, so you just peel that off and put that on your item. Uh, if you've got two or three of the same item, at least you know the one that's going to be mm. out of date first is eaten first. Mm. And then at the bottom we've got um, stickers that you can write on. So particularly useful for the freezer. Yeah. For those. Unid- yeah, those unidentified freezer objects, UFOs. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got something, you can put what it is and the date um, and, and sort of work a system that way, I suppose. Yeah, so these are all good ideas um, in reusable bag for your shopping. Well, no, this isn't a bag. Ah. Goodness me, this is a beautiful love food hate waste apron apron yeah so oh, so great. maybe maybe you might have to judge the best idea okay so in the next show i will um i'll talk to the um station manager here and see how to work it out whether people should um email me ideas for um how to minimize your waste in the kitchen or um email the station so um i'll, I'll listen in to the next show and we will have some details about that that'd be great and do you want to, to talk to us about some ideas mm. of how to minimize mm. waste or have you got something mm. else there on your uh well i was i i go back to the bad stuff again okay. actually because okay. i think it's important for us to understand the, the sort problem. of things that are coming out of these audits and where uh, our main focus is in terms of foods or groups of foods that are being thrown away okay. and the number one item drum roll is bread so 10 percent of what we're throwing away is bread and i I don't know about you, Hagar, but I wonder whether it's this, you know, you can buy bread so cheaply mm. and it's it can be overproduced by supermarkets or whoever, mm. you know, uh, bread producers because it's so cheap to make and mm. then the excess, they don't seem to worry about what happens mm. to that. Um, just touching on the commercial food waste side of things, um, 
you probably would be familiar with kiwi harvest here in Dunedin and yeah. they obviously collect from supermarkets uh, and um, this is something I've been made of aware of just recently that the amount of bread that they receive from supermarkets even they don't have enough distribution points wow. to deal with that so they're always seeking other opportunities mm. and it's just it just so happens just recently I've come across a a couple of ladies here in Dunedin who are using the bread to produce gin <laughs> <laughs> Probably not something we want to promote on this show. No, <laughs> <laughs> but but it has saved it being going to landfill, and mm. I think they're using something like fifty to sixty loaves a week. So this is this is food. Yes, it could have been eaten, but in fact, there there doesn't seem to be the bread that's already being distributed to various uh, social charity organisations is enough or as much as they can take. Um, but, yeah, isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Mm. Mm. So 10% of what we're throwing away is food mm. uh, right across the board, whether it's in the house or from the commercial sector. Uh, and then we have things like leftovers. Mm. You know, um, I often bring leftovers from the night before for lunch to mm. work. Yeah. It's great. Mm. You know, wonderful smells through the office from yeah. people microwaving Ooh, the last night's dinner. dinner. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then we've got fruit, oranges and mandarins in particular for mm. some reason. So citrus fruits, um, uh, not entirely sure why they feature so strongly. So so mm. more so than bananas or apples, mm. but they, they're still in that top 10 list, mm. if you like. Maybe because it takes a bit more time or energy to peel and then eat. We've become so lazy. We need the instant hit and the instant food, you know. A banana or a apple is quick to eat or sweeter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Um, rice features on the list as well. We mm. have to be obviously very careful with cooked rice. Yeah, can, can really keep it in the fridge for too long. Yeah, that's mm. right. So maybe portion sizes. Mm. Cook um, as much as you're going to eat and not anymore. Yeah. That, exactly right. Mm. Um, what else have we got here? <laughs> Takeaway chips feature on the list, oh. <laughs> which is interesting, isn't mm. it? Because once the chips have gone cold, they're nasty to eat. Only my <laughs> partner is going to eat microwaved <laughs> chips. <laughs> the only sorry, <laughs> that's hilarious. We found someone to eat the microwaved chips. Lovely. Um, yeah, and the list goes on uh, as you might expect with the typical kind of fruit and veggies mm. that you yeah. find. Yeah, but but meats as well, beef. Mm. And I do remember my my distant memory of when they first did the initial audits uh, and there was an audit actually conducted in Canterbury, North Canterbury I won't name the town <laughs> um, but there's a wonderful photograph and if you go to the Love Food Hope website you'll see the photograph of 42 kilo of food mm. and when I first saw the photo Hagar, I actually thought that somebody had been to the supermarket to create a staged photograph because it had packets of cheesels, it had whole pumpkins, bags of potatoes, it had plates of meats, uh, processed meats, that kind of thing, salami. Mm. It's an enormous mound of food, mm. and it actually is food that came from a food audit, food that had been thrown away. Wow. Yeah. And I think, uh, and just thinking about the cheesels, you know, uh, I think some of us are very confused about the best before dates mm. and the um, 
They will they, never it, be off. It's not even food <laughs> in my books. Yeah, I would agree. And what happened to the good old fashioned sniff test? Mm, or the, yeah. you know, the little taste test. Mm. You know, we don't yeah. we don't have to have something and then come <clears throat> seriously ill and then discover in fact it was off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there are mechanisms but we um, do need to use our own common sense as well, not just the use by date label. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, use by date, best before date, very mm. confusing. Yeah, right. You know? Mm. Um, yeah. So, so it's just things to, to think about and, mm. and uh, you know, trust us ourselves, our own instincts and, and taste test, etc. Um, but, yeah, so um, I think, you know, visiting the Love Food Hate Waste New Zealand website would mm. be a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with your community, with your friends, your family, share some good recipes of, you know, making sure we're using that whole mm. uh, nose to tail, root to stem, whatever yeah. the, the product might be. Um, and you know, if you've got too much food, uh, then maybe offer it to, to somebody else. You there know, are a lot of family. community um, pantries now as well that popped up around the neighbourhoods. So putting in some leftovers, or some, I mean, not cooked leftovers, that wouldn't be right, but um, mm. food that you've overshopped for, yeah. you can put it in the community um, pantry. Or even, you know, uh, I have a vegetable garden, and uh, this year we had uh, uber excess of courgette. Mm. Uh, but I was able to pass it around the neighbourhood, mm. you know, um, and and. and Cucumbers as well, my goodness. Mm. Uh, we seem to have had a, quite a good crop of those this year. Nice. So people see a good gardener, <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> I, I love my garden, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, we, we do overproduce, but I make sure that it gets used by the people up the street, etc. So in terms of Dunedin City Council, um, certainly over the next 12 months, I mean, we have done uh, workshops in the past, and uh, and we're going to obviously continue over the next twelve months. Um, we had recently a what's called a uh, food lovers masterclass with Kate Meads, that's right. uh, which you had about eighty five people attend yeah. that. Wow! Um, and that's again that's just talking about you know why we food why we uh, waste food you know and what measures we can take to mm-hmm. reduce that in the home. Yeah. Broadly speaking, uh, we're quite keen on doing some more kind of hands on type of workshops. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, we're in the sort of planning stages. Great. The first stage is being aware of the problem and then working on the solutions and that it's not that hard really to minimise waste. You just need to be aware that we're doing it and it's not okay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I think mm. planning, planning is the key word here. Mm. Yeah. So mm. see what your meals are going to look like for the next week and then shop only for those meals so you don't need to hoard food. We don't need to overshop for for the perishable stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I and, would agree. And mm. you know, uh, good good planning might only mean uh, a supermarket trip once a week. But mm. as you say, for the fresh stuff, maybe twice. But mm. yeah, uh, and you know, shopping less. People often, oh, you know, haven't I got time to write one. Yeah. Here's a tip: take a photo of your pantry. The inside of it, of course, not the outside, <laughs> uh, and the inside the fridge. Yeah, you know, that and then have help. a look in the kitchen while you're in the supermarket. Oh, have I got carrots? Let's have a look at the photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a quick a great, way of doing it. Great tip. Um, <laughs> we yeah. only got maybe a couple of more minutes left. Um, there's some great recipes. Um, I always give a recipe in the show. Shall we? Shall we? S- 
Yeah, talk about a, a quick recipe from the website or anything you've got on the top of your head. The top um, of my head. And now that it's winter, maybe a soup is a good idea. I, I think soups are stellar, you know, mm. vegetable soups. And, you know, I, I, I think when you come to... Well, particularly soups. Do we actually need a recipe or is no, it just that? Right. Just Everything. That? Chuck it all in. Chuck it all in. Mm. You know, I think the key is, is the garlic, perhaps a bit of celery and mm. uh, a good stock maybe. And then but. if you didn't eat it the same day, the next day it will get better and, and <gasps> so forth. Yes. And if you haven't finished all your soup, you could bag it. And, um, you mm. know, you could put it in the sealed bags um, to create space in the freezer. You know how you, mm. you well... I can give you a tip from the hospitality industry. Um, when you uh, bag a soup and you lay it flat on a tray, mm. it freezes flat, and that way you can insert a few bags on top of each other and in, in, um, save space in the freezer. And don't forget to label them. Of course, and <laughs> label them. Thank you so much for coming in, Catherine. It's lovely to meet you finally. Oh, my pleasure. And it's great to know that our councils are doing great work um, in collaboration nationally as well, which mm. is great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See you next time. We'll see you on the streets of Dunedin. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. And um, look out for our um, giveaways in the coming weeks. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.